welcome back to season three of Returning to Tradition. This week I want to talk about beginning a new journey because that's what I'm doing. In fact, I want to shed light on a process that I feel not many people know about. But don't worry, it won't be just me on this show. Emma is still here. What a great introduction, Chris. Yeah, she really loved that the first time still, we did that the first she's take. She's still here. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm glad she's still here. That. <laughs> um, last time I introduced myself, it was the beginning of the first season, and I told you guys that I'm a meteorology and religious studies major graduating in May of 2023. But that has changed. I'm now just a religious studies major, and I'm graduating this spring. By the time you guys are listening to it, I'll probably already have graduated, um, maybe depending on when we release this. And uh, Emma really wants to butt in and ask a Chris, question. Chris, why is that? Why are you graduating a year early and dropping a major? That's that's a great <laughs> question, Emma. Um, Did you just give up? That's that's hard? like it's the topic of this season was it just too of hard the podcast. To do both? It was yeah. too hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, over the next several months, we're recording this beginning in January of 2022, um, and and this will be released week to week instead of over the course of this process. I'm sharing the process of applying to seminary, all the tests, the conversations that go into that process, um, and indeed, I'll be sharing the steps that I took throughout my life to get to that point. Woot woot! <laughs> I'm really excited about this. <laughs> so one of the core components of the application process is the autobiography. Um, I have not done the autobiography yet, but in later episodes we'll talk about the other things that we uh, that go on in the cop in the in the blah 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 blah. I want to talk about the other things that go into the application process into discerning whether or not you're called to that first step of going to seminary. Um, the conversations I had with multiple people along the way, the formal interview, psychological exam. Um, all the other parts of the application process. Mm -hmm. um, so although I haven't written the autobiography yet, I kind of have, and it's kind of on my computer as part of this episode. And so in today's episode, we're going to talk about my childhood. We're going to flip it up a little bit. We're going to, it's going to be my turn to interview the good old Chris Dixon. So Chris, how did your faith life start? Yeah, so as I mentioned in previous episodes, I grew up in the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio. Um, I attended the church that my family uh, has gone to. Like we would usually go to Saturday night mass with my great-grandmother, my dad's parents, um, and my immediate family. So it was like very much a family event going to mass, um, Sunday mass on Saturday night, um, as it were. And so... This church is not the one that would necessarily strike you as a Catholic church when you walk into it. Mm. Um, in fact, the old church where I was baptized, that I don't have memory of Mass actually being held there, but there's video evidence. Um, <laughs> of, I mean, it didn't resemble any church, let alone a Catholic church, mm. and the new church doesn't resemble a, a Catholic church. It resembles a church. Um, they're actually working on it. Probably by the time this is released, you can actually see the tabernacle from um, the the church from sitting in the congregation. So that's a new renovation ongoing. They're um, working on it. 
Um, but it, it certainly did not look like a pre-Vatican II Catholic church. So what, what aspects about it make it, do you think, feel that way? Yeah, um, it's it's like you can read this stuff going, yeah, this is creepy. Anyways. Wait. <laughs> did, did you, you not? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that means our brains are the same. <laughs> It's it's like I wrote this like a story and I'm telling a story and you were asking questions to guide the story. You see that? Isn't that crazy? Anyways, your question was like, what what was it like? Um, it wasn't just the architecture of the church that was weird. Um, the ministry was weird. The Eucharistic reverence or the lack thereof was weird. Um, the liturgical music or the improvisation thereof was weird. Um it was it was just different from what I've experienced at almost every other Catholic church I've been to. Um, not every Catholic church. There's several like it. I know that for a fact, and it's still a Catholic church. Don't get me wrong, though. Everything about my church wasn't bad. I mean, that's how I grew up. That's how I've gotten to where I'm at. Um, and, and their community was one of the strongest communities I've had. Um, thankfully. I, I've always had a good community of Catholics around me, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, and again, lots of holy, pious people there. Um, so it's not um, all um, bad. So what was school like? You literally skipped the whole paragraph. Oh, sorry. I didn't read it. I was just, I think the community summarizes. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Keep going. We can edit it. Yeah. You have a lot of work for Emma, you're killing me, bud. <laughs> I think that community is a a term that describes my home parish very well. And now in traditional circles, the term community is used as a derogatory term a lot of the time. Um, and I certainly don't, don't mean that um, to refer to my home parish. It was a group of people where everybody felt welcome and included. Now, the motto of the parish, again, this goes back to the not-so-good stuff, um, was all are welcome. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Uh, but it was also their favorite song, which has mm-hmm. since been um, not allowed to be used in the liturgy by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops because of its horrible Eucharistic theology. Um, oh. So, welcome. Yeah, you learn something new every Please day. Please explain that because I think I have actually said how recently was that? I think 2012. Okay, I've definitely seen it that. in church. Since I'm then. not surprised. Like, That's like sad. I said, it is sad. Um, and Wait, honestly, it's probably that? not. Oh, yeah. Oh wow. It's not the music director's fault most of the time. It's kind of their predecessor's fault. Um, We're not usually. Getting rid of it. Well, anyways, yes. Mm. So, you know. You have church, but everyone has to go to school. What was school like? Well, not everybody has to go to school. Um, you know, <laughs> you're if, under eighteen and, in the U.S. I, you gotta go. To you school. only gotta go to school through sophomore year, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, throughout my grade school years, um, we we had the same pastor. So first, I'm going to talk about uh, religion school. Uh, that is Monday night uh, religious education, not oh, Sunday okay. school. It's it's Monday school. Um, <laughs> And so throughout my grade school years, we had the same pastor. Um, and for most of our parish's history, we had the same pastor. Um, so I really can't tell you a whole lot of what I learned in grade school religious education other than like it built a like 
some working knowledge of what's going on. Um, but, you know, I went because I had to go because that's what parents do um, in their infinite wisdom. Um, so, yeah. Now, at the church and religious education program, most of the kids went to the same grade school. And now that grade school was right across the street from the church. But remember, I go to the church I go to because my family goes to that, like my extended family goes to that church. So we actually didn't live near the church. We lived in the neighboring suburb um, of Columbus. So I went to a different grade school than most of the other kids at um, the church. So I didn't really have a whole lot of friends at church growing up. Um, and this is funny to Emma because before we started, I mentioned how I didn't have friends. Um <laughs> I'll be your friend. Wow, how nice of you. <laughs> so the fact that I, I never saw um, the my friends at church, outside of church, kind of hurt. And so as a kid, I didn't like really process that, like get that, oh, I'm not with what are probably would have been my best friends if I had gone to the same school and spent mm -hmm. a lot of time with them. But as a teenager and growing up, uh, I started to be like, oh, this is weird. They've all developed friendships, seeing each other eight hours, eight, nine hours a day, every day uh, in the same place. Got um, a, little bit, a little bit of FOMO there. A little bit. But like moving into high school, I realized I also wasn't the only one who didn't go to the same high school that everybody yeah. else did. And so then we kind of started a group of our own because none of us knew each other and knew anybody. Uh, like the Toy of Misfit Club. Sure. From Rudolph. Sure. Sure. Um, so outside of religious education and Saturday night mass, you know, what other activities did you do at church? Well, um, I was in children's choir, which, which was fun. Um, I, 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 I'll talk more about that in a bit. Did you guys have um, outfits? We did. Well, I was about to say no, but we did. We had, <laughs> we had red polos, um, oh! with like the little church logo. Are there pictures? somewhere i don't or know videos oh i'm sure there's videos i'll show you i'll show you <laughs> anyway for another time for folks. another time we, we can't tuned. show photos and videos on the podcast we'll do a, like so, reaction um, thing where i look oh at boy. them and then anyways i also went did vacation bible school but everybody does vacation bible school um so children's choir sung on saturday night masses so that didn't change my sunday schedule but we practiced on Sundays after the 11 o'clock mass that everybody went to, except for my family. Um, so these practices I thought were actually kind of fun. This is kind of like what got me into singing. I sang in high school uh, and middle school um, and um, a few times here in college. Um, yeah, before you came around. So I, I think what I'm hearing is we just got to ask you for a performance. Just like a real quick. Negative. Like, now, um, <laughs> now, these children's choir practices, we were a pain in the butt for all the chaperones. I believe that. it's second through sixth grade or oh. something, which is literally the worst. Whose idea was that? The music directors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, it was fun. Again, community happened, um, spent time with people, uh, good stuff. So it, it was good peer-to-peer -peer interaction, um, but I can't really say that I had a, like a strong friendship with anybody in the children's choir. So Chris, I'm hearing a lot of like 
not having friends. Did did grade school Chris have any friends? Um, the short answer, according to the script here, is kind of, but not really. <laughs> um, and so I, I want to walk through that. I want to yeah. walk through uh, grade school, like actually in uh, school. And um, uh, as promised, Emma, before the show, um, we're talking about girls. Now, this is a story I've never told anybody before oh, and you're gonna you're I'm gonna hear here. about you're the first one to hear oh my gosh guys so in kindergarten through third grade <laughs> Wait, did you have a crush on someone anyways so i went to the same public elementary school and there i had the usual like you know you got your core group of friends that sometimes your parents force upon you <laughs> uh, and some that you plan. actually make um and also girls um but but Girls in in like grade school, like everybody has a grade school crush, or at least a lot of people do. Like usually it's like proposing on the playground. No, I didn't Whoa. go that far. I didn't go that far, but I have lots of friends that did. Oh um, propose. Do they not do that here in Oklahoma? Um no. Really? <laughs> I don't think anyone ever got married. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Why are you so surprised by that? Because, like, it was, like, a thing. Like, I know several people that, quote-unquote, got married in, in grade school. Did their new spouses or girlfriends <laughs> or boyfriends know about these previous marriages? Again, the point is these grade school yeah, interactions what do you, what do you call these are, are not... No, oh, these grade school interactions don't really have any weight to them because they're grade school. Is that just because you didn't get Would married? Would you be quiet? <laughs> Anyways, um, so my funniest memory recalling oh. this was when I reunited with the group of people from uh, from my elementary school in my middle school years, and I'll talk about more Uh-oh, about that in a bit. Chris. Now, one of the girls called me out. She it, it was sixth grade, um, years after I'd even seen anybody from that school, and. Um, she said, she was like, you had a crush on, insert girl's name here. No, insert um, girl's name here. No. And, <laughs> and, and I like completely denied it when we were in sixth grade. Um, but yeah, it was true. Like I did in fact, like that girl in what second, third grade, whatever it was. Um, and, and so that. So that what we're saying, we're like, that's like a five year crush. No, 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 no. It was only <laughs> second or third grade. Oh, like it was only okay. then I left and like didn't and see it. And so him. it was like a forbidden love, you know. You no, were, it was no. Anyways, didn't, didn't work out. Um, huh? For those wondering if if you were my friend from kindergarten to third grade, who the person was, feel free to take guesses. If you're the girl who called me out, um, you were right. And if um, you're the lucky but girl, I doubt anybody's <laughs> listening to this. If you're uh, the lucky from, girl from third grade. Anyways, you're the lucky girl who Chris had a crush on. I am sorry to tell you that he is no longer available, for he is going to become a man of God. Not sure about all that. Anyways, <laughs> um, my best friend in grade school was Catholic, um, and so like even give him a shout out. Even throughout that, we had um, that like Catholicism was much a part of like my grade school and experience. So in second grade. Um, so still part of this kindergarten to, through third grade, first chunk of my, my story. Uh, we took a test to see if we were gifted. Um, and then they shipped all the gifted kids off to a different school. 
And so um, I got shipped off to a different school uh, for fourth and fifth grade uh, within the same like school district. And they brought people from across the district to the school to learn smartly, more smarter. Um, wow, you are yeah, you really very gifted. Um, <laughs> he is very gifted. Now, now, it was also in second grade that like my love for weather began, and so again, this this long um, history of of doing weather. And so in fourth grade, I actually skipped school for a day, um, with permission, of course, uh, <laughs> to get a tour of the local news station by the meteorologist. <gasps> Um, there like it was a thing that I think my grandma did for me maybe my parents I don't exactly remember it was some it was really it was really cool um, and once again the meteorologist at the news station uh, was and still is a practicing Catholic um, so again this Catholicism strain like even running through these secular things going on um, within my life so um now, lots of other cool things happened uh, throughout, like, grade school, but um, I, I want to go back to kind of where I left off. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so we've covered a lot of what, you know, went on in your grade school years, but, you know, what, what was happening with your faith in these formative years after, you know, and during? Yeah, one of, like, the key memories that, like, I have of this is my parents going out of town and my brother and I were watched by our grandma for the weekend or, or for the week or however long it was. Now, my grandma's Catholic, but usually doesn't go to church on Sundays, although that's that's a goal for this semester that her and I have, have set. Um, and so by the time I'm uh, this is released to the public, it might not be true anymore, uh, hopefully. And so with that being the case, though, at the time, uh, I vividly remember like being in her kitchen and uh, it was Sunday. And we um, we we had mass, um, you know, not in like the I'm celebrating mass sort of thing, but like in the it's Sunday. This is what we do on Sundays. We we go to church. We pray. We read the Bible, and and we have you know bread and wine. And so what we did was we went to the kitchen in the island on the kitchen like it's an altar <laughs> legit and so all three of us my, my brother grandma and I are all around there flip open the kids bible you know and and read something from it and then you know eat some crackers and drink some juice and now that's yeah. of course not anywhere close to the mass and nobody there I think considered it to be like a mass um but did you did you do it honorantum or, or were you facing the people? No, it was actually a three person celebration. Oh just wow! On the so same everyone altar. was kind of yeah. working together yeah. on that. So like you weren't necessarily the priest or yeah. the deacon. It was it was actually like it, this is a tangent, um, but some early considerations post Vatican II for con celebration of the mass was for all of the con celebrants to surround the altar now that it's freestanding and oh. say their own masses like on the same. That's interesting. So you guys were just Thank like you. ahead of your time. Well, really behind. Behind your time. <laughs> it ended up not panning out clearly. We don't have a con <laughs> celebration like that. So um, anyways, that... that. So we've covered a lot of things, but, you know, around this time you would have been receiving your first sacraments. So, you know, what were those like? Yeah. Um, I don't remember my baptism, <laughs> but... <laughs> 
But I, I can speak to... No, you don't. My first confession, uh, first communion. So I want to begin talking about confession. I'm not sure if we'll, we'll have time to talk about yes, first communion. But in, in a later episode, maybe. Um, so I, I had my first confession, and the thing was... Uh, it really like after the fact like mm-hmm. my dad being in that um and confession is of course a private act and and i go to it regularly um now but at the time you know this is my first one so yeah. you know i go in i write all my sins on a piece of paper <laughs> and the plan is afterwards to come pull up the piece of paper put it on the grill back at home and it runs <laughs> away and so that's what I did. I went to confession. We crumpled up the piece of paper. Dad took out a pair of tongs, put on the grill, and it burned away. And so... I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So it was it was great. You want to know um, something funny? Yeah. I still write my sins on a piece of paper and That's then not, tear it up. It's not bad. I, it works. Like, <laughs> I am on the same it, level as baby Chris. No, I don't think it's, it's like a level thing. Like, I think, like... For lots of people, writing your sins down on a sheet of paper is the way to go. It's it's probably well, the preferred way for a lot of people, too. It, it really, that way you don't forget nothing. Well, and it, it really makes, you know, the confession intentional. So going yeah. off of that, did you feel like, I think as a kid, I didn't really understand the power of confession, but they tell you you always feel better after, so I don't know if it was placebo effect or something, but everyone's like, I feel great. Well... well uh, the short answer segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about is no, because uh, I can actually tell you one of the sins on that piece of paper. Is that allowed? Um, I'm allowed to break <laughs> the seal. The priest can't. Oh, okay. So, um, I'll, though, if I become a priest, I can break Ooh. the seal of my own confessions, but not the ones I hear, uh, if that makes sense. I cannot wait um, to go to confession. Anywho, but please don't. Um, I... Like most priests don't like close people, family members, because that's Better weird. Be part that's of so your weird. Family, bro. I said close people. Close people, family, family member. Yeah, you know which one you fall into. Besties. Oh my gosh. Um. So one of my sins was that I stole a toy car. Now, um. Yeah, I know it's it's a really big one. No, that is but it was a big stealing. one. No, it is a big one. I know. That's a big kid sin. That's that's like that's like on the Ten Commandments. Now it was from my grandparents' basement. Oh. And like of course before the fact, like I told my parents and my grandparents or my parents found out, I think is what really happened, <laughs> or like my grandparents found out or something. Uh, but I got to keep the car in. I still have it. Anyways. Uh, so did you learn your lesson? Well, I did. I mean, it, that's Yes, like, <laughs> you're not, I have not you're stolen. Not steal, I have not cars. stolen since. Um, not another car. No, I'm, I was about to say unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know we got through a couple of your first, you know, sacraments and stuff, but you know now it's time to grow up. Now it's time for awkward stage Chris as he makes noises with his hand in his mouth. Um, <laughs> awkward stage Chris. I want to hear all about middle school Chris because yeah. I know we all had those times and you know those are formative years for everyone. So especially for you, you know, what were those like? Did you get friends or? Yeah. Um, so so again, I, to refresh, uh, fourth and fifth grade, I went away. 
And then sixth grade, I I went. They don't have the gifted program for anything other than fourth and fifth grade. So I went back to the school that I'm supposed to go to, which meant I reunited with all of my early elementary school friends Your and crush. people from that. Uh, no, not particular. I'm not sure I even said anything to her. Oh, you were still nervous. Uh, no, it's just it's okay. It's, not- it's okay. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> this is a safe place. But your middle school years are very important, not only to, you know, your own growing up process. <laughs> See, I tell a story I haven't told anybody, and Emma just exaggerates it so much. Anyways, that'd be so funny if you did. Uh, around the time I got into middle school, um, lots of things changed within like like my life and kind of like we talked about in season one in the episode with Jacob uh my my second cousin was how like the brain development changes at different stages throughout um childhood and so in that time was one of the 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 first interaction I had um with with temptation uh, of course of sexual nature and so that became real Uh, I needed a computer for schoolwork and uh, of course that that led to certain things some things i didn't do and i avoided um somehow by the grace of god i i suppose but also by shortly after my um my searches got to a certain point um my dad had like some overlord program that blocks everything on the computer which was actually helpful and helped me to avoid uh going too far to- so anyways, um, so so in in that time period, the religious practice I was going through changed. Um, and, and again, due to it not really progressing to a point, um, I, I, it was over, it was done with, and it didn't return for quite some time. And for that, I am grateful. Now, as for academics, um, Middle school, I guess, is kind of where academics, or at least they start to be like academics matter. Yeah. Yes, this is when grades, I mean, this is when I got my first beat, you know. Geometry's hard. So, so here's, here's the thing with middle school and academics for me is that, so I'm, I'm supposedly gifted, whatever the flip that means. We get it, you're for, smart. For fourth and fifth grade, and then I go to middle school, and the grades are not straight A's oh. um, in the middle school. Yeah, surprising. It yeah, is. It got, caught you by surprise, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and so, um, like, that was weird. Like, the only time I've ever had straight A's is the first three semesters of college. Wow. Um, what happened to your fourth? <laughs> I got two B's. <laughs> <laughs> And my fifth was uh, last semester, and I got and I got one B. So, uh, but uh, don't worry, worry, I can afford three more this semester and still graduate with summa. So, so uh, that's what matters. Anyways, middle school, yeah. I go in. Everybody's like, "You're smart," or whatever, supposedly, and uh, I get mostly A's, but I also get like a notable number of B's on the side as well. Yeah. So, at night. Um, I would write in my diary. At the time, I still called it a diary. Um, now Where we call it? it a journal. Where it's at it? home. Can we have it for the purposes of this podcast? 
No. <laughs> it's not like there's anything good in there, honestly. Like, I've looked back through it. There's not anything crazy. It's, like, mostly, like, Blue Jacket stuff. Or, like... Um, Wait, what's a blue jacket? They're on the hockey team in Columbus. Oh, okay. And then, um, like, about Ohio your... State Buckeye stuff, snow day stuff. Third grade crush no, stuff. No, none of that. <laughs> that's okay. It's not very personal. Oh, that's really good. So you wrote in it at night. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a what happened today in the world, not in my life. Um, Interesting. Is, is kind of more like what it is. You would go home and you would write in it about, you know, these hard times. No. Um, good try, though. But I would begin to think of God, kind of where we began yeah. this episode, Catholicism. It's, it's all rooted in that. And I would, I would think before bed, I'm like, well, this, you know, is the opposite of what I experience on the weekends at church, at children's choir, whatever it is um, that, that I'm going to. And so this is not very godlike there's a lot of godlessness and so um and so i was like okay here's an idea i write like a whole bunch of bible verses on paper and put them into people's lockers or i write a whole bunch of prayers and put them into people's lockers and so that is amazing okay there's a but Oh. I actually went through with writing a lot of the prayers out. Yeah. Um, I scripted a whole bunch of prayers in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would pray them like at night in, instead of praying like Our the Our Father or the scripted prayers the church brings. I had scripted prayers that I myself made up. Wow. Um, and that's what I would pray, which isn't quite, you know, praying whatever I want at night, but it's somewhere in between them. Like yeah. The gray area. Anyways, um, the prayers I wrote to put in people's lockers, I wrote like maybe 10 of them. I think they still exist somewhere. Uh, they did not end up going into people's lockers because I didn't like find a good justification for doing so. Um, okay. Because I felt like I would have to do it to everybody so that like it wasn't um. targeted. Um, <laughs> but also, but also you like... You know what, Billy? You crossed me in the line. I literally get a did prayer. not know a single Billy. <laughs> Do you know a single Billy in your grade school or middle school? No. No. But Why did you choose Billy? <laughs> My point is, that is such a mature idea of like, oh, I don't want anyone to feel targeted or left out. Like, well, much more like the targeted thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like, I'm calling you out because you look like you need Jesus. You know, like I'm not a little evangelistic. I'm not doing that. Um, anywho, um, so that that was kind of how that was. So this time period, actually, like seventh through ninth grade, was like the peak of my prayer life. Um, until freshman year of college. And this probably extended, I think, till 10th grade as well. Um, at this point, religious education was now on Sunday nights at the church throughout middle school, was more interactive um, and, and taught me some more things. Again, I can't name anything uh, specifically. But as eighth grade happened, and I'll have stories about eighth grade soon, I was faced with a decision. Mm. Where do I go to high school? That is such a good question because, you know, you've been going to these secular schools, but you're torn between, you know, you have a really strong faith growing. You want peers who are like-minded, who will grow you in that said faith. And so, yeah, that, that'll that be interesting. Is that is that what's, what's coming, Chris? 
No, I just asked okay. that question at the you end of the so episode. You are so bad at podcasting. I, I just asked that question at the end to, to, like, not put the people on a cliffhanger. Thank you for listening to this episode of Returning to Tradition. Next week, Chris will pick up where he left off and begin to review high school in the years in his life. After that, he will discuss his religious life in college before beginning material concerning how his vocational journey has been shaped thus far. This has been Returning to Tradition, over and out. I, I really love the, the his <laughs> instead of just Well, like, you want to be identified his. by your pronouns, so... <laughs> Look at that, and we're done with our seven, too. We are professional. No, well, that's a whole blooper run. The they can thing. think that they're no. watching a new episode. Okay, ready? Set? Go. Okay, okay. Ma. You good now? Yeah. Okay. Where they're probably gonna be released in May or sometime Wouldn't around. It be there. awkward if you didn't get in. That's why they're being released. <laughs> Uh, in May, no, but, but what, what, what am I getting into? They don't no. know anything yet. You gotta Chris, work into Chris. that. Fifth one never hurt. There's five mysteries in the rosary. Take five. But uh, it's different. Hi, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, the locked? I know. You need someone to open it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, why are you helping? Anyway, so... Uh, why am I helping them? Because I'm a good person. We are not going to be done by 7 o'clock. That's just a fat... <laughs> I almost beat my pants. I thought she was walking in there. <laughs> About... Are you actually going to pee your pants? <laughs> did you actually pee your pants? Why did I pee my pants? Why did you have to leave in the middle of the thing? Because I was going to be my pants. <laughs> you made me laugh. <laughs> okay, so do you want me to re-ask my question? No, 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 no. no. You're just going to edit all of that. Yeah, re-ask your question. Okay. <laughs> um, at least they can tell, like, you know, our host chemistry is real. We're actually... Emma, we got ten minutes okay, and we got no, all this. Okay, no, I have time. I can be late. <laughs> so now you can be late. Now you can be late. I'm having too much fun. Okay. Because you realize it's your fault. That's <laughs> why. Okay. for your sins. <laughs> you know what, Father? Not a please. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Um, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Returning. <laughs> <laughs> there is a sign off. It's not like. This has been returning tradition over and out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the flip that was. Should I make music? No. Please. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> I thought you didn't want any more bloopers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs>